than bubble. I'm, I'm with you guys on when you think of bubbles, isn't the first thing that you think of bursting. Put it on the poll at Lebitard Show. When you think of bubbles, isn't the first thing you think of bursting. Hey, you're listening to Burst Your Bubble. I'm Josh, and I've got Callie here with me. We're here to bring you the sharpest sports takes. Today, we have our first ever movie star on the show, longtime friend Blaine May joins us to talk about his life in L.A. and some of the work that he's been doing out there. We break down some major NFL storylines, preview the Thursday night football game. We give you our reactions to the college football playoff rankings. NBA and college basketball are all the way back. We're excited to announce this episode is brought to you by Bigfoot Axe Sewing, the premier axe sewing location in the middle of Paradise in Hochtown, Oklahoma. Use promo code BYB2021 for 15% off your entire purchase. Remember to stay plugged into our social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Burst Your Bubble. You can get us everywhere that you get your podcast, even on your Alexa devices. If you're home, if you're bored at home, just say Alexa, play Burst Your Bubble podcast. Then remember to rate, review, share it with your friends, share it with your family, the lady at Starbucks, the guy at McDonald's, all your neighbors. Ask them if they're listening to Burst Your Bubble. Everyone in your fantasy football league, make sure they're checking in, even though you want the advice for yourself. Share that with your league mates. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, no hard feelings, because more than likely, one of us will burst your bubble. Josh, I absolutely cleaned up this weekend in UFC. I made so much money. I quit my day job. I'm not even working anymore. I've decided to move to a state where it's legal to uh, gamble legally. And now I'm a full-time um, degenerate is what, they, is what we call ourselves. A full-time degenerate. No need for the uh, the other jobs anymore. Get all of your money from the cards. Nope, already got one uh, degree. So what was your favorite bet that you made from UFC? Well, Josh, I had a four-leg parlay, and I got my. So my parents are in Tennessee. Of course, sports betting is illegal here in Oklahoma. So I call my dad and I tell him, I say, "Hey, you know, go ahead and put this four-leg parlay in for me." Of course, he doesn't know how to do that. So I have to download DraftKings and kind of step by step walk him through the uh, the steps on how to do that. We get the four-leg parlay in. It's uh, Cheeto Vera. I had um, Justin Gaethje, Alex Pereira, and then Kamara Usman in a f- parlay. Uh, yeah, one unit netted over uh, four and a half units. Let's just leave it at that. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you could be the full-time degenerate. Uh, my, my dad told me the next day, he said, hey, well, we can use that and you can bet on the NFL games on Sunday. I was like, yeah, we'll just keep the four, we'll just keep the four units. <laughs> Although you did, I mean, you called some of the, uh, the big underdog uh, yeah, calls too. I don't know, before we get into that, if you want to go into any of these fights. Uh, that happened. Obviously, the only ones that I really even paid any attention to was the Justin Gaethje and Kamar Usman fight. God bless Josh. That Justin Gaethje Michael Chandler fight. Did you watch the, it? I did. Uh, that was legitimately one for the ages. Fuck Josh. And I heard this. Where did I? I think it was an aerial show. That may have been. And this is a very very bold statement. That might have been the greatest fight ever in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that it was. I mean, think about the history of Madison Square Garden, Josh. And not only just, I'm not talking about just UFC. I'm talking boxing. I'm talking Muhammad Ali Frazier. I'm talking Thriller Manila. I'm talking all of these amazing fights that happened in MSG over the years. Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler outperformed the expectations. I mean, in the first round, either one of them could have went out. It was, Josh, the entire first round of my mouth was wide open. Yeah, these two guys are legitimate warriors. Like, these two are going to battle. A lot of the times whenever we hype up fights, even like the Kamar Usman and Colby Covington fight, you know, we Great think fight. that it's just going to be this, like, 
the a slaughter fest, you know, and mm-hmm. it's going to be packed full of highlights. And the Gaethje Chandler fight was everything that we could have wanted, and a whole lot more. Absolutely, yeah. Because I mean, the thing we saw with uh, with Usman, uh, and it's kind of the same thing we saw with Peter Yan. Uh, yeah, Peter Yan against um. Alger, uh, Corey Sanhagen a couple of weeks back. It's just that we we see who the champion is. It's Kamar Usman. It's Peter Yan. But we also clearly see who the number two is. And it, it, and that those rankings have clearly been established. And and Kamar Usman is, I mean, is obviously on top of the pound for pound rankings. And Josh, he is quickly quickly climbing the greatest of all time rankings. Yeah, Kamar Usman is showing how dominant that he really is. And, you know, he's said over and over that he just really does not like Colby Covington. So this was definitely a personal match more than just uh, any other one of the normal fights. So there was a lot. Uh, this fight was very personal for both of these guys. It was, but it was good to, sh- it was good to see them, them show respect after. And, uh, you know, if you know, if you follow Colby at all, if you look into any any bit of history, of it, it's all a stick. I mean, it's it's all an act. But I love it. That's what you love to see. And then uh, Colby's going to be a wonderful, wonderful WWE character one day. <laughs> the next Brock Lesnar. I'm, I'm serious. Uh, Josh, I don't know what we're going to talk about next, but college basketball. It actually happened. College basketball is all the way back, Kyler. I've, I've been sitting for, six, what, six, seven weeks now? We're, like, where the fuck is college basketball at? Yeah, it's we're here. watching NBA. Where's college basketball? It actually happened last night. I watched it. I watched it. I watched really good teams play basketball. You want me, you want me to tell you about them? I wrote, uh, I got some. Uh, um, and I'm stealing this from Masillo. Notes from the notes from uh, the recliner. I'll call it. He calls the notes from the couch. I'm here for it. I watched a couple of the games and I listened to a couple on my drive home um, yesterday. I didn't get home till late, but uh, yeah, I I listened to a couple. I was I was invested in college basketball last night. All right, UCLA, Josh, best team in the country. They're going to win the national championship. Um, they start four upperclassmen, basically all six six guards. Um, but the thing is, their backups are probably better at basketball. Uh, and this team has two players that are potentially on the uh, that are in the Devin Booker Tyler Hero situation, where they will get drafted next year without ever starting a game. Uh, Peyton Watson and Jalen Clark, both underclassmen. One's a freshman. He's their best three-point shooter. He went 0 for 5 from deep last night, but the team was still 40, 47% from behind the line. Uh, they have eight very elite scores um, at at least two levels, some at all, three levels. Very, very scary team. Gonzaga, Drew Timmy. Is that how you say his name? Timmy? Timmy, yep. Josh, this seems like he's back for his eighth year, but somehow only a junior. Uh, Chet Holgram, he's a perfect college basketball player. Um, especially at Gonzaga. They're as deep, if not deeper, than UCLA with guards coming off the bench um, that know how to score and score quickly. Have to pencil, pencil them in as favorites. Josh, Gonzaga is that team that literally every year, yeah. whenever you're building your bracket, you're like, well, shit, when do, I, when do I pick Gonzaga to lose? Because they're going to win basketball games. If you fill out five brackets, they win at least one of them, for sure, every single year. And, uh, Josh, here's the crazy thing. They were 6 for 21 for 3. They had 15 turnovers. They scored 97 points. Yeah, this is a high-powered offense. They always are. This turned into one of the best basketball programs in the past decade. Just all kinds of things going right for Gonzaga. I mean, just a dominant and dominant performance the other night, too. I mean, they look good. Obviously, a little sloppy, like you said, some of the turnovers. But they still look really good putting up 97. So Yeah, against fucking – Kind of issue technical college, but uh, 
Kansas. Kansas. Oh, go ahead. I want, I want to give you, before we get to Kansas, I want to give you the best bet in college basketball right now. Okay. Plus 1,400 to win the national championship. Who? Duke Blue Devils. Text my dad. Kyler, it is Coach K's last year to coach. The, the storm could not be more perfect for Coach K to come out and in his last year win a national championship after the first game, knocking off the 10-ranked Kentucky. I am all in on Duke winning the national championship, barring big-time injuries. Let's go ahead and skip to that game, Josh. Let's get to the one and only game of the night with any significance. Number 10, Kentucky versus number nine, Duke. Coach K's last first game, Duke pulls out the win for him with some big-time finishes and clutch situations for Trevor Keels. And what a perfect name because wasn't Trevor even keel all night. Ended with 25, and you guessed it, Josh, just a freshman. Just a freshman. And that's just the thing about Duke. That's just – it goes to the legacy of Coach K and the things that he has built at this university with the basketball program. That's why they are the basketball school. They have been forever. Uh, it is going to see – it's going to be sad to watching Coach K walk out the door at the end of the year. I'm not completely convinced he's going to, but I also believe that he's going to. But he's, I, he's leaving it in great hands. Uh, three starters and double digits. I mean, scoring 79 points on the 10-ranked Kentucky Collar, you don't need to score you don't need to score 97 as long as you win the game. Josh, that was a that was a I mean, uh, any coach Cal team is going to be well well disciplined on defense. Score to put up almost 80 points on them. That's an achievement in of itself and to get the win. Great, great job by the Duke Blue Devils. Josh, that bet that bet's already placed. Thank you for that information. Uh Kansas, let's move on. They're one of the more talented teams in the country, Josh, just based on talent alone. But I need some stats on this, so we'll get the stat, stat department on this. They have to be the shortest average height team of probably the top 75 teams in the nation. Just I don't think they have one center. Um, and they got dominated on the boards by an unranked Michigan State team. They ended up winning the game by 13. But, Josh, they're going to get exposed all season by any team, any good team with size. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the roster here. Uh, they have two kids that are 6'10". I don't yeah. know if either of them, Zach Clements and David McCormick. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, you're you're kind of struggling. Dylan White, 6'9". Then it goes to Mitch Lightfoot at 6'8". The best players Jordan. are all 6'4". They have, like, their six best players are under 6'6". Oh, the majority of this roster is under 6'6". 6'1", 6'0", 6'1", 6'2", 6'0", 6'4", 6'2". Yeah, this is a short team. Bill Self-Sal. Mario Chalmers. It that? is. Uh, if you want another bet, this is nowhere near as good as the Duke bet, but Kansas is still plus money to win the Big 12 Conference. Big so 12. Uh, they're plus 150. So, you know, it's not great, but uh, let me see. Who's a favorite? I want to see Oklahoma. I want to see Oklahoma State play. Um, Oklahoma State plus 1600, and they put on a pretty good performance the other night as well. They also weren't playing, uh, you know, the stiffest competition in game one. But uh, Oklahoma State was going out. They got 25 votes uh, to be in the top 25. They were tied with uh, maybe West Virginia, I think it was. But, yeah, they put they look good. Who's the favorite to win the Big 12? Oklahoma? Uh, no, Kansas. Yeah, plus 150. Oklahoma, oh, we're, we're better. Bro, we're better than Kansas. What the fuck is going on? Oklahoma is plus 3,000. Oklahoma's not that good. 
<laughs> I know. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. you've got Kansas at plus 150, Texas at plus 240, Baylor plus 500. And then you've got Baylor, oh, Texas, West Virginia. Baylor. Yeah, Baylor's plus 500. Baylor's good, dude. Baylor, that, that's Josh, that's something to look at. Um, Memphis Tigers. Josh, go ahead and look up the odds for them to win the national championship because I, that's something I might want to uh, I might want to I want want to look at. They might have the weirdest looking court in America. Um, not the worst, not the worst court. Uh, Memphis, Memphis Tigers, oh, plus two thousand, same as Baylor. It's hmm. not. That's pretty good odds to be. I mean, like that's not too high. I thought it'd be higher. Um, I, and th- and this is the reason, Josh. This is the reason it's not higher. Imani Bates. He's a six nine freshman. And Josh, you know, I yep. don't throw this comparison around. Any, I don't throw this comparison around. Kevin Durant like qualities and flashes some of the same abilities. I mean, he plays a lot of the point forward and initiates the offense, even though they have two or three guards capable of doing so. Um, if they get in some foul trouble because they have, they have a pretty young team, um, I think they could they could get uh, they could get exposed maybe by a more experienced older team. But Josh, if this team gets rolling, especially if Imani Bates gets rolling, this team is hard to stop. They are plus two twenty five to win the AAC conference. No, that's a Josh. That's a lock. So yeah, that's some uh, some pretty good some pretty good bets early for the future bets in college basketball. But Amani Bates is a stud. That guy is going to be very good. He's going to continue to progress. Yeah, he's going to be great. Number one pick, Josh. I, I I literally have never used that comparison before in my life. That kid plays like Kevin Durant. Well, I I mean, yeah, from from the college days, I can see the comparison. From his high school days, Josh, he's a – I mean, let him get in that let him get in that weight room with uh with Penny Hardaway. Uh, Josh, I'm telling you. Well, I was thinking more of uh, Kevin Durant college. I did not watch Kevin Durant in high school. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Uh, yeah, Kevin Durant about, down in I Texas, about, yeah. I was talking about Imani Bates in high school. Yeah, I would compare that to Kevin Durant's, you know, beginning in college. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah. uh, this the talent difference now is probably the same. Um, that's pretty much all I've got. That's that's the notable teams that I noticed on night one of college basketball. Josh, there were a few others, but I don't think they're much worth much worth uh, talking about. I'm going to do a little more research on the Oklahoma State uh, Cowboys basketball squad, and I'll let you know how how I like that uh, that Big Twelve bet. But I'm thinking Baylor. Bet on, in my opinion. Uh, but they did yeah, yeah, get their yeah, first hey, win hey, against hey, Texas. Ar- hey, you cut out. I didn't hear anything. After I said, uh, after I finished my sentence, yeah, obviously Baylor has the higher odds, but to me, Oklahoma State is a better bet. Uh, they did put a beat down on Texas Arlington, eighty-eight to forty-five, Kyler. So hmm. uh, the notable players to watch: we had one, two, three, four, five players in double digits. Um, I have no idea how to pronounce the Guinean college basketball player's name for Oklahoma State. M O U S S A. Musa, Musa. That's what I was gonna say, but I didn't want to mess it up. Uh, he came from he came from Memphis. There you go. Okay. So yeah, yeah a, a transfer he, uh, from Memphis. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, and that that is the Steve Boynton effect. I mean, Steve Boynton is probably one of the best coaches Oklahoma State's ever had, and that's saying a lot about the Oklahoma State basketball program because we've had some legendary coaches in there. And this guy's only 19 years old. Um, the other thing, Kyler, oh, we're talking about college basketball. There's no way that we can talk about this with – and we're talking about OSU, the perfect storm, to talk about the egregious 
and just terrible, terrible penalization for the Oklahoma State Cowboys basketball program from the NCAA going forward with the uh, with the suspension in the playoffs, not allowing them to make it to the tournament. Gosh, I mean, just literally, it's gut wrenching. It it's it literally makes me sick. It makes me sick to my stomach to think that these kids. Uh, and and shout, shout out to Mike Boynton, of course. I mean, Josh, you just you just talked about this guy being able to recruit this guy in a, a, a really solid player starting for the Oklahoma State Cowboys, who's getting votes to be in the top twenty-five, even though they're not even guaranteed to, they weren't even guaranteed to be have a spot in the tournament, be allowed to play. And Mike Boynton still gets this guy to recruit and believe in his program. I mean, it, I, I believe I believe in this. I mean, it, of course, this is such an injustice. Mike Boyton's going to figure this out. He's going to be there for the long run. So, Kyler, do you know of any time when the committee or when whoever it is in Indianapolis making the decisions, do you know of any time where they've ever went back and reversed a decision like this other than through the appeals process Oklahoma State just went through? Like, say Oklahoma State turns out to be a, like, like, say they ended up winning the Big 12. Do you think that, you know, the NCAA would take another look at it, or do you think OSU is just screwed? No, they're screwed. Maybe I've, Josh, have you watched the Fab Five? Oh yeah, yeah. I was just hoping maybe things have changed. <laughs> maybe you watch it tonight before bed. Yeah, I know. I definitely don't want to do that. But yeah, it's just a terrible thing. If you haven't watched what the time? press conference with Mike Boynton, go watch it because it yeah. is heart wrenching. Uh, the man lays out his entire heart but, for his guys in the program. Yeah. It, sh- it shows how it shows how devoted he is to that program. Those guys. Uh, that community, that school, that I mean, the, just everything there. Mike Boyton is is a Josh. I hope he's a pope forever. I really do. Yeah, and I think that he will be. I mean, you. I mean, no way he's not. We say that until he gets a. Keller got some. Uh, I have some breaking. I have some breaking news about the NBA. Cade Cunningham dropped twenty points. Okay, here's a fucking thing, Josh. I tweeted this earlier. Josh, who were the Nets playing tonight? They were playing somebody. Um, 76ers were playing uh, the Bucks, I think. Josh, there were some really good games on tonight. You know what was on ESPN? Uh, pickleball? I don't know. Josh, the Houston Rockets oh, and, yeah. and the Detroit Pistons. That's right, because it's, it's the top two picks. Josh, they played 17 games this season. Now 18, nine, well, nine, now 19 games combined, right? Uh, well, Houston is 1-10, and 10, Detroit is 2-8. and eight. So 10, 21, 21 games. So they've won three games total. Yep. And those were the marquee matchup on a Tuesday, Wednesday night on and, ESPN. And before, and before this game, uh, yeah, you were at 19, and there were only two wins between the two. Yeah, but it but it is the top two picks. I mean, that's you know that's what they're trying to showcase. Well, how did, how did Jalen play? Uh, Jalen Green played well. Twenty three points, shot eight for twenty, three from eleven for three. Uh, Cade Cunningham twenty points, eight for eighteen, four from eight from three. Gosh, how do you not put Bucks mix on there? Uh, well, Calary, just in case you're curious on who carried the Detroit to a one twelve. Uh, point victory that would be Jeremy Grant with 35 points. So I fucking Jeremy- hope so, Josh. They paid him enough. G- yeah. Josh, 
Do you know his contract? It's a it's a billion dollars. They're paying him more. The owner's just giving him his personal check. It is a very large sum of money. And just think, this guy was getting paid basically veteran money or rookie money in Oklahoma City like three years ago. Dude, it's crazy how much money. It's crazy how much money he got. Jesus. Yeah, he's getting paid. Let's talk about your Nets, Kyler. Uh, what do you want to talk about them? What's wrong with them? They're perfect, bro. They won the Nets. I mean, I wasn't saying anything bad. I was saying, let's talk about him. It's Kevin Durant. They're fucking James Harden. Kevin Durant's, I mean, Kevin Durant's the uh, lead for MVP right now. About 11 for 12. Oh, I had not, I did not, I've not looked at the, uh, the MVP uh, standings. I'm not sure. I'm not not exactly sure about the odds, but uh, just from, from conversation for sure. I mean, Josh, he's averaging 30 points a game, uh, five. uh, No, that's just for this. um, Let me see here. Averaging 29 and a half, five assists, and almost nine rebounds on 56% and 38 from three on 35 minutes Ooh. a game. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, Kyler, you can still get some pretty good money on a Kevin Durant MVP run. He's plus really? 600. That's my dad. Because Steph Curry is plus 325, KD plus 600, Giannis plus 650. Luca plus eight fifty, and that's the top. No, that's four. Jokic at five plus fourteen hundred. Luca's plus eight fifty, and Shit. then uh, Jokic rounds out the top five at plus fourteen hundred. We'll get to Jokic in a minute. He's a villain now. He's not winning it. Yeah, he's he's Josh, and that's crazy. He's turned complete heel. Yeah, that's crazy. So, uh, what, what did you say, Kevin Durant was four hundred plus six hundred? Yeah. So just for y'all out there that that don't know, if you put ten dollars on a plus six hundred bet, you win seventy dollars. So if you were to put down a hundred dollars that Kevin Durant wins the MVP right now, at the end of the year, you would get paid seven hundred dollars. Well, yeah, I'm gonna uh, okay, Josh. Bet placed. So we got three bets placed so far. So uh, we've got a little bit of money to play with left um, before we get to the BLB. I'm not gonna have any money for the BLB parlay on Friday, Josh. This sucks. <laughs> um, but what else do we got to talk about? <laughs> um, were there any other NBA games that really tickled your fancy? The Celtics won tonight. Uh, finally, right? Yeah. So oh, that is one thing. Oh, yeah, that's one thing we have to talk about, Josh. The uh, the rumors that came out, the trade rumors, of course, with Ben Simmons, that's uh, been fluttering all season long. But now the Celtics are involved, and uh, the rumor, the report came out that any trade that uh, were to be made between the Celtics and the Sixers. For Ben Simmons had to include uh, Jalen Brown, and Jalen Brown, um, what Josh, forty-five seconds later was announced that he was out for one to two weeks with a hamstring injury. Perfect time to trade him. Uh, I, I, there's not a hamstring injury, Josh. You, I, and I tweeted this, uh, and, I, and I, I think I retweeted it from the BYB page. I mean, it, he's out because he was included in those trade rumors. He's not out because of an injury. Yeah, I still find it very tough to believe that the Boston Celtics are going to trade Jalen Brown. I think that they would probably still want to try to make it work between him and Tatum, mm. but I could see it happening. But I just, to me, you you don't trade a guy that's an all star for Ben Simmons, who I mean, who I get, who is also an all star, but just here's the different. Here's the, here's, the, here's what I've been reading, Josh, is that the Celtics want to get rid of Schroeder. Okay. I mean, I believe that. The Sixers don't want him. 
So they're well, trying I also to, believe that. <laughs> yeah, obviously. So they're trying to bring in a third team. They're trying to sweeten the deal. They're trying to the the Celtics are trying to bring back um, obviously Ben Simmons, but they're also trying to bring back Tyrese Maxey. So they're trying to so they're trying to offload Jalen Brown. They're trying to offload um, Dennis Schroeder. Okay, so. Hmm. Well, okay, Keller, here's a question. Do you, do you think that the Celtics think that Ben Simmons and Jason Tatum would work better than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? Yes. I think they just think that. I'm not sure if they, if they know that, but that's what they think. I mean, they just – because right now, Josh, I mean, I, I, you know how big of – I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm as big a Celtics fan as there is outside of Massachusetts probably. And it – Josh, I watch all of their games. It's literally your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. Oh, it's your turn now. Okay, it's my turn. And then one, then they both come out. And then it's the market smarter. It's the Dennis Schroeder show. Yeah, I mean, you've, I mean, eventually they've got to figure out a, a rotation or something that will take the pressure off both of those guys on the court at the same time. And I mean, just stagger them a little bit. I mean, throw yeah, the Dennis Schroeder out with with Jason Tatum. Give Marcus Smart to Jalen Brown. It's the thing, Josh. I mean, you can do that until there's three minutes left in the fourth quarter and it's a four-point ball game. Well, yeah, but then you have two all-stars with the ball in their hands. One of them should be able to make a play. Who haven't been on the floor together all game. I mean, that's where the situation – I mean, it all comes into into, uh, different situations. And, Josh, the greatest – I know that that LeBron James and Anthony Davis did it two years ago and they won an NBA championship. Well, and, Josh, you're you're seeing their struggles right now. Where they're getting exposed on defense because, uh, and also they're exposing other people on defense. But um, just when they're having to run that uh, AD at the five, and Josh, they don't have any perimeter shooting or any perimeter defense or any defense at all. At that matter, that matter. Yeah, I mean, and I've said it from day one about the Lakers. If they're role players, if those guys that they sign like the. Uh, Oh, Malik Monk, if those guys aren't shooting the ball well. Well, Malik Monk's the best signing they have. Yeah, I mean, like, if those guys aren't shooting the ball well one night, then the Lakers are just not going to win. Those shooters have to shoot. I'm still shocked they signed fucking Russell. They got Russell Westbrook. Shocked they did that. Yeah, uh, I've heard rumors that they've been trying to trade Westbrook. um, But I think for them – well, I think for them to do that – they would. Ba- they're basically announcing that they just made a terrible mistake. Well, that's I mean, that is them. That's them owning up to making the mistake. And I don't know if LA is going to make is going to own up to making that kind of a mistake when they should have signed Buddy no. Heald. LeBron is going to own up to making that mistake because he has before. As you recall, the 2017 or the 2018, whatever year, Ben Simmons or Bill Simmons brought this up. I think in one of those podcasts. I know I'm, I'm always quoting podcasts. Don't hate me, but. Uh, it, this is just like that. This is reminiscent of that year. Just remember, he had Dwayne Wade on that team. This was he had Dwayne Wade like last year or two years ago. That's what I, that's what I mean. Like he had Dwayne Wade. That that's the year he blew up that Cleveland team midway through the season. Just they traded oh, like the seven of those players. Yeah, that was a, that was a few years ago. They traded like seven of those players. Josh, if you go to that basketball reference page, there's like 24 players on that roster because all of them played for the Cavaliers that year. Wow, I mean, so I I think it's very I think we're going to see a very reminiscent storyline play out here in LA if LeBron 
wants to really contend for another championship. And that's the question here, Josh, is that, I mean, of course he does. I mean, uh, it's stupid of me to say that, right? I mean, with Anthony Davis yeah, there. obviously he wants with, to win, yeah. With Russell Westbrook there, I mean, you have Carmelo Anthony. He's never won a ring. Dwight Howard's never won a ring. You have, I mean, Rajon Rondo. Uh, Josh, these, these guys are experienced enough and good enough to go and get it done. It's just this iteration cannot do it. Yeah, I mean, Carmelo's been turning back the clock, though, right? I mean, Carmelo's look good. Yeah, one out of every three games. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of the Lakers. I mean, that's been the story, but we see this all the time with LeBron James teams. I mean, they just – he gets these players, and then he ends up – the secret to LeBron James of basketball is give him one other good star that's like a, a, a big man, like a Kevin Love or an Anthony Davis, and then surround him with shooters. It doesn't matter – who you have at point guard? Just give him shooters. Oh, bro, Luca! Luca might win MVP. Luca has been looking good. Twenty-eight and ten tonight. Lonzo though, twenty-one six and six. Uh, what is Lonzo for most improved? Because I mean, I and it's bullshit that John Moran is on most improved. What was his stats last year? Well, Josh, what, Josh, I'm just gonna ask, before before you before you even look this up or before I answer that, how good was John Morant good last year? John Morant was good, but was it what, John, Mor- John Morant was really John Morant was a top thirty player last year. Is he a so top what, ten player this year? So what? Now he's sixteenth, fifteenth. Yeah, that's not most improved. Yeah. So this is a weird list. Um, to be honest with you. But here you go. So here's the top of the, the list I know, here. I know John Morant's on top. Plus 300. Miles Bridges, plus 375. That's a good bet. Tyler Hero, plus 1,200. Good bet if he can get a shooting percentage up. Jordan Poole, plus 1,800. The Warriors have lost one game this season. I know. If they can keep – they can. I mean, Jordan Poole's been a big part of that. Yeah, he's been a very big part of it. So they keep that going. That's a, that's a, that's plus, odd to watch. He's plus three thousand also for six man of the year. But um, a couple, mm. uh, you got Cole Anthony, Dejounte Murray, and OG Ananobi all at plus two thousand. How cool is it for Cole Anthony to be in the league? And uh, his dad. The other day, I, I watched the broadcast where his dad was actually a broadcaster for him. That is really cool. For one of his games, it was it was really cool. It was really really cool. And then it was it was the game after that where he actually I think scored like his career high or whatever. But didn't do it with his dad. On hey, Josh, looks like we're gonna win this game against the Pelicans. Hey, the Thunder are good. I'm telling you, you, you know, we're uh, we're turning things around. I said this on the last episode that you know we're good. The Thunder, Thunder are good. Josh, we're looking here, good. I was gonna say this on this episode, and you, I was gonna give you full credit for it, of course. I'm not gonna say if this team really wanted to because I think they really want to. This team is good enough. To go 500. Yeah, I think so. To go 500, yeah, I think they could do that. And they could go at least 40 and 42. Josh, this team has enough talent to do so. Josh, they could have done that last year. They were literally just not playing people. I don't know, Kyle. I don't know that they can get 42 wins. That's a lot. Well, we're already at 40 wins. Yeah. We're in our first 10. We beat the Lakers twice. We'll beat the Pelicans, and who do we beat the other night? I don't care. Four wins, Josh. Thunder up. 
Four and six. We're looking good. Darius or Josh Giddy almost dropped a double or a triple double again. Josh Giddy, man, rookie of the year odds. I need to see those, Josh. Here's one thing, guy, and for any any you guys watching on YouTube, make sure you check out our YouTube page. I mean, this video will be on YouTube today. Uh, Josh, this loves patch. It's gotta go. And and uh, so let's talk about the white jerseys. Are you a fan? Uh yeah oh yeah I like the white jerseys. jerseys Love the white sick. jerseys. Love yeah, the white court. Love yeah. the white court. I mean it's yep. all perfect. And then you put the goddamn loves patch on it. The loves patch. Then you sick. make the fucking paycom center green. Josh, what is going on? I uh, we need to go have a talk with Thunder Marketing and just hear them out and listen to what the mindset is. Took that job. God. Well, Damn it. Now we're here. Now we're talking about it. You could have influenced that. Instead, Kyler, here we are just talking about it, griping on the podcast. I wouldn't have been in that meeting, Josh. You and me both know I wouldn't have been in that meeting. I would, Maybe. Have, been out, I would have been out getting coffee for that meeting. <laughs> That's how you get in the meeting, though. You stumble in and you say, oh, you want coffee? Then you give it very you say, slowly. You, you say, oh, that looks bad. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know whose idea that is, but give me their job. Give me 24 hours to design something else, and if you don't like it, fire me. Or like, uh, just walk in there like, hey, did y'all call Loves and ask if you can make the logo gray? They'd be like, oh, fuck, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's all they would have had to do. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's it's a st- astounding. But, Josh, here's here, oh. I, did, I didn't tell you this, though, and uh, here's a little tangent. Um, so I did, did I tell you about my 2K situation? Uh, I of course told you about my Steve Nash situation. You know, I, I things got testy there and I, I, I handled it the wrong way. Went to social media. I do remember that. Okay. So I got, I ended up getting traded. Okay. So my, I made my top trade request, uh, Oklahoma city and Josh, I, I heeded your advice in being a professional I was professional about it. I played my NBA games with my team. I ended up becoming the starter on the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, I was starting over Kyrie Irving. I mean, unfairly, but I was starting over Kyrie Irving. Okay. And I get traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, has it? Uh, are you starting over SGA? I. That's the thing, Josh. I'm a six foot point guard. I'm a, a, one seventy nine, one eighty, something like that. Okay. They start me at two. They start SGA at one. Ooh. That's tough. Well, and I mean, so like, Oklahoma I City get, needs it too. I have to get good enough. Uh, w- there's like a certain cap you get to where like you can adjust your own minutes, huh? Uh, yes, there is. Was it 90? I don't remember. Maybe. I think it's 90. I'm, I'm, I think I'm at 87 right now. But um, here's the thing, Josh. My, my idea going to Oklahoma City, this is the tangent of the story. The, the reason I wanted to go to Oklahoma City was to form a big three. Me, Josh, Gideon, SGA. Yep, makes sense. I got traded for Josh Giddy. Oh no! Worst case scenario. So now it's USGA and Lou Dort. Actually, and, the actually the you could make an argument where the big three is you, SGA, and Mike Muscala. But Move. Josh, I haven't seen Mike Muscala on the court one time since I've been playing there. But here's the thing, Josh. This is why Mike Doc, Dick, Doc, however you say his fucking name, needs to be fired in my game on that game that I'm playing in there. Josh, he's not starting Lou Dort. I never play with Lou Dort. He needs to start me at the point, SG at the two, Lou Dort at the three. 
And Baisley at the four, Mike Muscala oh, at the five. Bench Baisley. Bring, be, be, make Baisley six man of the year. Okay, I'm, I'm down for that too. Just would win games that way. We wouldn't get Josh A. I'm going to make the all-star team. Well, we're going to send this Maybe. clip directly to the Oklahoma City Thunder, let them listen to it. That way they can get the ball rolling on getting Darius Baisley six man of the year. Let's do it. Uh, Josh, let's talk some football. Okay, before that, let's before we get into football, Kyler, let's go ahead and get to the interview that we have or the conversation yeah. that we have with Blaine, and then yeah. uh, we'll do a social media ad. Yeah, and this is a great conversation. It's a little switch up. It's not not really sports heavy. We talk a little bit about sports, but um, it's a it's a really good it's a really really good conversation. Uh, so stick around after that for some football. Joining the show today, our first movie star in the podcast. Uh, and I've, we've got some interesting things to talk about. Uh, our very own from Hayworth, Oklahoma, Blaine May. How are you, buddy? Thank you. I'm great. I'm great. Uh, out in yeah, LA? It's really, it's, really, it's really good to be here. I'm out in LA right now. I just got back from filming a movie in Austin for the past month. So, and, uh, uh, yeah, bring it up. taking it easy. How much can we talk about that? Well, what do you want to ask? Oh, we'll get to that later. So uh, I want to bring this up first. So Blaine, very interestingly, had a D1 uh, commitment to go play golf, uh, decided against that. And uh, Blaine, you'll get more into that, why you decided to uh, attend Oklahoma State for a semester before you moved to L.A., which is just a wild move to just attend college for a semester and then move to L.A. But uh, if you're going to do that, that's how you do it. Um, you do it. Why, why did you forgo that D1 scholarship to play golf uh, to go to Stillwater for a semester? Right. Um well, as you know, because you were on the golf team with me, you know, all through high school and we finished our senior year state runner up in Oklahoma, class 2A. Uh, that was something that I had always seen myself doing. And I had committed to a university in New Jersey. Uh, I had loved the campus. The coach was awesome. And I had never questioned doing anything else into my life. And then basically one day, it was kind of crazy and super random. I just heard this ad on the radio. I got in my truck and I was going out to do something. And I heard this ad on the radio and it was talking about a talent showcase in Shreveport, Louisiana. And, you know, where we're from in Oklahoma, Louisiana, it's somewhat in the same vicinity, but it's really not that close. You know, it's, it's kind of far away. And I was looking at my, at my calendar and it just so happens that I was playing in a, in a golf tournament in Shreveport, Louisiana on the same day. So I convinced my mom, who was also our golf coach in high school, I convinced her that uh, after the golf tournament was over, she would go and take me to the showcase. And basically, they had us do these different you know, monologues and scenes and stuff. And um, they kind of picked who they wanted for this and, and, and whatnot. And it turns out a lot of these things are really scammy. And even, even, you know, to this day, they still kind of, they can be kind of scammy, but this one, this one was cool. And uh, yeah, I made the first round of, of the showcase. And I remember that night, that was kind of the first time I, I ever questioned not wanting to play golf, not seeing myself doing that, but I kind of kept that to myself. And then uh, I went back the next week and I made the second round and um. For the next, you know, six months, I kind of worked towards that and kind of changed my focus from golf towards that. And during that time, I just, you know, I decided that going to Oklahoma State was a, a route that just felt, you know, 
more true to my heart and, and what I wanted to do. My entire family had went there. A lot of my friends went there. I just, I love Stillwater in general. So uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Blaine, but you're kind of yeah. underselling this, uh, this, this contest or whatever, this uh, uh, showcase in Louisiana a little bit. You're underselling yourself. <laughs> so there are a lot of people there, thousands of people there, and they do this based on a point system, right? And uh, mm-hmm. uh, so what place did you, what place did you end up getting out of how many people? Um, and literally with no acting experience, you just decided to go after a golf tournament. And I think the final statistic was that they, they 75,000 kids from all over the world auditioned for this and they took 500. And the way that they set it up, which is a little bit kind of, you know, so-so in, in, in some way, but the way they set it up is like, you know, you can, you, you start out with, an acting package. That's kind of the, the baseline. That's what everybody has. And then you can add on a singing package, a dancing package, a modeling package. I remember those three extra things. They were, you know, it was a lot of money to add them on. And then, you know, you're already paying for the, the hotel and the flight. So there was already a lot of money in this. And so my parents were like, you know, if this is what you really want to do, you know, we'll find a way to do it. But, you know, also, you know, you're not going to add on dancing and singing and modeling. You just, just stick with the acting. And, you know, if you saw other people with these other add-ons, they could call you back and that's how you got points and that's how they ranked you. Sure. And I ended up get I ended up being second, actually. I got second, but I, I was I was the only one that really didn't have an add-on. So it was really a surprise. I was really surprised. It was the craziest thing ever. I thought I didn't think that anybody liked me at all. It was, it was I've never done anything like that, but um, yeah, I met I met a lot of really interesting people in, in, in the process from all over the world. It was my first time kind of being exposed to that. And that was just culturally just really amazing to see. And I still talk to a lot of the people, you know, to this day. And um, yeah, I, I ended up signing with someone out of there who I, I no longer work with. But yeah, they really, you know, just that program kind of opened up the door to a plethora of different opportunities. So sure. It was, so really, you said it was that, really fun. You said that, uh, you know, it was just kind of something deep down in, in you that spoke and, you know, kind of rang true. Had, mm. you know, had you ever wanted to do this kind of career before? Had this ever been a thought, you know, that you someday might want to be an actor or a model or anything like that? No, no. Uh, I'll give a little insight on this before Blaine answers. <laughs> Growing up with Blaine, he went through phases. As all of us do, but any phase, any phase that Blaine decided he was going to do, he immediately became not only really good at it, but he was determined to become a professional that went from cowboy to skateboarding, to basketball, to golf, then to acting. And he's turned that into a very successful career. So I've seen this blossom through my whole life. It's just, what is Blaine going to pick? I think the bigger question here, Blaine, is do you still have the golf swing? (laughs) Great question. You know, golf, golf was weird. Something I really loved about golf was that, you know, how mentally challenging it was and you didn't have to be, you know, six, six and two fifty, and can run for miles, you know, any, anybody could do it. And so that, that was something that was always really interesting to me, but at the same time, I was always the type of player that, that literally had to practice every single day. Otherwise I would just, you know, lose everything. And, um, I, de- I definitely was not as 
mentally mature then as I'd like to think I am now. So it was, it really kind of gave me a lot of anxiety to admit it, it really kind of, I don't know. It was, it was, it was something that looking back on now, I'm like, wow, that was actually a lot of stress and a lot of pressure that I was making myself go through that. I, I really, I'm really glad to have away from, from, from myself now. So I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I have the swing, Josh, is what I'm trying to say. I don't think. No, I don't think he does either. Uh, so Blaine, I have, I have a follow-up question to that. So when I was in LA with you, uh, this has been a few years back now. I need to get back out there. We went and uh, we went to a driving range. We, we were there for probably an hour and a half. How many times have you swung a club in LA since then? For sure. On the count of one hand, for sure. Okay. Yeah. You know, Kyler, you just, you just missed that. I, I don't have a swing anymore very quickly. Exactly. Very yeah. quickly. He, did, he did. He did agree. He agreed quick. Yeah. Very no quickly. Faith. You know, that's not to say, say that's not to say, Josh, I can make it come back. I can make it come back if I put some focus into it. But if well, I were to go out right now, I'd probably shank some. If you, you know? and I went out right now, you would probably still beat me. And I, I mean, and I play more than I will say hand. this. I will say, I will say this. Yeah, UG Kyler and I, Kyler and I also have a good friend that we graduated with that was on our golf team. His name is Sean. He's a great dude. Love him to death. And um, last year, or maybe a year and a half ago, he had been practicing all the time. I still have a golf cart there. I let him borrow it. He goes out every day, whatever plays. I know he didn't put a lot of focus into it. And he had been talking that he had, you know, wanted to play me and, and, and really wanted to, you know, get a match going, maybe put some money down. I was like, okay. I maybe put in two, three days of work and we went head to head, but I still, I still took his money. So I'm, I'm yeah, confident that they can come back. <laughs> that's what I figured. I figured it was one of those. Yeah, I'm going to shank, but your shank and my shank are completely different. So I figured it was still there. No, I'd still shank one. I, I'll still shank. I'll still shank one better than anybody can. <laughs> so, so what was the what was the transition like going from Hayworth, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, and then all the way? I'm just going to skip Stillwater. I know it was, I mean, a big year of your life, but how was the transition from Hayworth, Oklahoma, out to LA, and what has that been like? Mm. Yeah, at 19. Yeah, I, I yeah I moved out here on my 19th birthday. It's definitely you know it's definitely really. It is a culture shock. It is a completely different world. Um, but I actually, I actually think that 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 plays to my advantage, and that you know that makes me different. That makes me unique because Hayworth is its own, you know, its own entity. And um, you know, it's it's funny because a former guest y'all had on my uh, my sister's boyfriend Riley Adams mm-hmm. plays for the Nationals. He and Court just went back last weekend for her ten year reunion or something like that. And so, you know, it, it is crazy to see just like how different it actually is to an outside perspective. But, you know, I've always kind of I always kind of thought of myself as someone who, you know, looked outside and at, at other areas besides just where we're from. Like I always I always really wanted to live in the you know, in a big city and stuff as a kid and wanted that type of environment. Just, you know, that's how I was. So it wasn't it wasn't so bad to where it just freaked me out. Although I will say that moving here alone was was super crazy. And now my sister actually she lives out here as well. But the first two years was you know that was alone and that kind of sucked. But you know it's fun. There's a lot of cool stuff to do out here. It's beautiful out here, and 
And I, I, you know, I go back to Oklahoma all the time too. I go back three, four times a year, easy. So it, it, so, it, it really doesn't feel crazy. Let's talk about some of the stuff that you've done out there in LA so far. And I'm going to want to talk about too much. This is a sports podcast. Our listeners don't want to hear about, about dirt, but uh, was that, <laughs> was that your first, was that the biggest thing you had done to that point? Yeah, for sure. Dude, it was I started, big. That's huge. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I, I, I mean, started, for, I for sure started 10, 12 from the bottom. Olds. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I did my first year and a half out here. I did everything, everything for free, just basically student films. And then this, you know, I auditioned for this show called Dirt Motocross Show, but I had heard that it was like, you know, it was, it was going to be all social media stars. So mm-hmm. I really wasn't interested in it. I kind of, I kind of want to do a more traditional orthodox path, but my manager convinced, you know, she convinced me to do it. And, and yeah, luckily that it turned out to really open up a lot of doors. And, you know, as I said, when we first got on, I just got back from leading my first movie. That's literally the most unique thing I've ever, I've ever seen. And so it's, yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild ride, man. And um, sometimes you just got to say yes to stuff that, you don't really know where it's going to take you. So uh, talk to me a little bit about that movie that you just got through um, the tooth shop fiasco, the James Lassen story. Uh, sure. You are the lead in it. Tell me a little bit about, tell me what you can about it. Yeah. So tooth shop fiasco, like cool little it, play it, on, on the dentist. It's based on a true story. Um, it's a James Lassen story. I don't know. Story. I kind of, I want to leave that up to the director to kind of put out. I, it is, it's somewhat autobiographical and, uh, I don't, I don't know how much the gotcha. director wants to say about that, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's basically this, it follows James Lassen throughout a day and it's a, you know, coming of age story and it's, he's a, he's in love with his dentist. So here's the, kinda, here's, I'll read the storyline. Uh, so you don't have to spoil it and, and get you in trouble. Follows <laughs> James Lassen, a clueless slacker slash rocker misfit who has a date with the dentist and everything goes downhill from there. That's right. Okay. That's right. It is. It is by far just the way it shot, the storyline, the the dialogue. It is by far the most unique thing I've ever seen in my life. And um, it's it, you're you're going to laugh. You're definitely going to uh, you know you're going to cry in some moments. It has a little bit of everything for everyone. So I'm super excited for it. Very the, very grateful. Can't wait to watch that one. Another show that uh, was good that you did. It's on Facebook. Um, Stereoscope. If you like FX, that's a good show. Um, anything yeah. like that. Um, Eli Roth, Eli yeah. Roth. Um, he, who, you know, who did American Horror Story. It's it, it's his show. Um, it's on Facebook Watch for free, so check that out for Facebook sure. Facebook Watch did a film with Mark Wahlberg, Joe Bell. Yeah, I, I got, was going to bring that up. How have, was that? Yeah, that was awesome, man. Getting to meet Mark was was awesome, and you know, he's that was actually during that was actually during the Masters when when Tiger won. Wow. And, and Mark was there. Mark was flying back and forth. But um, yeah, that was that was awesome. I remember that like it was yesterday. I love. So, Tiger what is Woods. some what is something that happens in the studio, or something that you had to get used to in the studio that Kyler and I, people that are not there, would think about? It's like, what is some of the behind the scenes stuff that is just kind of weird going into, but now you may be used to it. Um. In general, there's 
it is it the whole game is hurry up and wait you know you're waiting around and just sitting around doing nothing for hours because they're you know they're they're setting up the lighting and they're getting your makeup perfect and they're getting the frame just how they want it you know it's take it takes hours to do this just exactly how the director you know envisions it and you're just sitting there so you know whenever people kind of ask me about acting and you know kind of oh i i can do that it's like yeah i'm sure i'm sure you can do that but can you do that next tuesday at 3 30 and and come here at 6 a.m you know so it's like that was really weird that was something that i didn't really think about like it's really not glamorous it's really not like it's not fun like i wouldn't invite my friends if they wanted to sure but it's like you're gonna you're gonna hate it and it's like you know it's not it's not what people what people think it is but that's why i think you know with no matter what you do you have to really kind of find some kind of something that really gets you going and that yeah you fall in love with that being said uh, going back to the good joe bell and mark Wahlberg, i mean yeah when you think of mark Wahlberg, you don't necessarily think of him doing a movie like joe bell you know what i'm saying um especially with his right. past but it it it's, it's somewhat uh, symbolic of, you know, he has enough money now. He can do what the fuck he wants. He can do literally whatever movie he wants. And um, I think he wrote the movie as well, didn't he? Or helped. No, co- no. Or he was. The guys guy. that wrote the movie were the same guys that wrote um, Brokeback Mountain, actually. Gotcha. Uh, so, but there's a reason he would take that movie when in the past, maybe with less money, less established, he wouldn't. Because this, mm-hmm. you know. It's not a movie that's going to pop at the box office in your future. Right. Um, you know, if you get to that Mark Wahlberg, when you get to that Mark Wahlberg status, uh, what are some when, movies? When, yeah, when exactly? When. What are some movies that you know you would like to do? What maybe so a golf movie? No, I yeah, I actually have a lot of my um, industry friends are really pressing me right now to write a golf movie. I have this idea that I've been I've been stirring with, and I feel like one hasn't been written in a long time. And I feel like it's really, you know, people really like ones. it. So, yeah, I'm actually kind of maybe working on something. But as far as wanting to do something, I always say I just I just want to do something different than the last thing I did. That's why, you know, I did Tooth Shop. It, the director was a first time director, but he had this genius quality and the story was something I it was unlike anything I'd read. So it interests me. I, the one thing I don't want to do is get stuck in any kind of box. Um, Yeah, I just want to do something different. Like I really, I also, you know, the next thing I I really want to do something like action based, Mm. you know, I really kind of want to see what that world's about. Cause you know, there's a lot of choreography with the fights. It's, you know, hours on in training and that's, I've done a little bit of that, but not something to that extent. So, you know, just something different. Well, the obvious question there is, are you going to opt for a stunt double or are we going to see Blaine May doing his own stunts? No, no. I mean, I, yeah, I've always, I've always been one to where, yeah, I'm doing my own stunts. Um, some, you know, sometimes you just, you kind of, honestly, you don't have the pull to, to say that. And the producer's yeah. like, no, you know, I'm, I literally can't afford for you to get hurt. So yeah. Like some of that shit's dangerous. Like those guys are like stunt guys. <sighs> and that's a, uh, I heard someone say this on a podcast, like stunt guys, they're trained to do that stuff. They're trained to fall and not get hurt. Whereas right. you're, you're an actor, like you're going to fall and break your shoulder. Hey, and that's why, you know, I, I have not met a stunt guy that, that I didn't like because they're, mm-hmm. they're literally, you know, they're literally putting their life down for you. 
you know, in, in some cases. And um, nobody sees their there's, face there's a lot ever. of money in that too. You, <laughs> wouldn't, you wouldn't believe, you wouldn't believe how much money those guys make. Those guys, geez, one of the guys I met had a golf, his own little private golf. It was crazy. His own little private golf course in his backyard. But it's like, you know, that you hear like on Matrix, Keanu Reeves at the, at the end of the series, he bought the entire stunt team mm-hmm. Harleys, you know, like they make you look good. You, you really, you really need to be appreciative of, of, of those men and women because that is a hard job. But then, you know, you see guys like Tom Cruise and he's literally hanging on the side of an airplane. <laughs> and, snapping his ankle, <laughs> jumping between buildings. So I don't, I don't really, I think, <laughs> you know, he's probably his, his own production company is behind those two. So he can kind of do what he wants, but I would like to do my own stunts. I would really, I, I get I'd it. There's like a, to. there's a line, there's a line, you know, where you're able to and where you're not. I just, I want to believe that the Blaine May that I know and love as far as he can go, will do those stunts. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm all for it. Especially, for sure. if, we, I love it. So, especially if we get you in a skateboarding movie. So do we, well, do you have any phobias? Is there anything that you're That's, actually afraid of? Hide spiders, anything like no, that? No, I was, I was talking to, uh, I was having coffee with someone this morning and I was telling her that the water has actually kind of always freaked me out my entire life, but that's something, you know, that's something that I really kind of, I've been mm-hmm. focusing on, on, on overcoming. Yeah. And before I, before I did this last film, I was, yeah, I was doing a lot of pole training and a couple of ocean swims and just kind of slowly. Oh, I, I just thought you meant like drinking water. I was confused there for a minute. I was like, <laughs> are you like, <laughs> no. are you scared? It's like poison no. or <laughs> I love can't, can't have the Sonny. Can't have this. Yeah, I was like, I was like, it does have it does have like iodine salt in it, but I mean, it's not that bad for you. I drink so much water. No, like, yeah, like, you know, where you can't when you can't see your feet. I don't know. I just remember as a kid going to the lake and stuff. It, I don't know. It really yeah. freaked me out. And now, like, there's been a couple of times in the ocean where uh, you know just a current or something will carry you out. And it'll kind of get caught under wave. You're so on the perfect. You're you're in a safe place here because we're in the we're in the exact same boat, and Josh is literally in the water, and we're looking at him on the boat, dude. But yeah, no, honestly, I'm all about even, the ocean. That's not even something to be afraid of with movies, because like my um my good buddy Rudy Rudy Pankow, who's one of the stars of Outer Banks, we just got done doing a movie together uh, this past July called The Crusades. So check that out. That's going to be sick, and um. He was telling me in the first season of Outer Banks, like, you know, there were there was times when they're on the boat, you know, a lot of it's out in the the, the swamp kind of area by you, whatnot. And he was like, dude, they're so safe about that. They had dive teams, they had lifeguards, like all these precautions and stuff. So I I'd like to think that, that wouldn't be something to be scared of, but um Honestly, yeah, you never know with, with with past events and stuff. You really never know what can happen. You just always kind of have to be safe. So, Blaine, before we get you out of here, what LA sports are you following? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm becoming a big fan of the Los Angeles Football Club, the LAFC. <laughs> okay, I am. I'm I'm slowly becoming a a fan. Tickets are cheap. They're very cheap. And uh, do you ever you know, go I watch it's something? I haven't. I haven't been yet. I've been go watch. A lot. I've been really busy. No, you but, haven't. Um, go watch. I think soccer is something that 
we need to kind of, you know, kind of put a little bit more focus on out here in the U.S. Well, you know what, what would help with that, Blaine? You go into a game and supporting them, buying a ticket, spending some money at the concession stand. Hey, nothing better. Buying a jersey. See a jersey? That's a team watch. store official up there. No, I see it. I see it. Just for you. I got to support the Thunder. I promise. Blaine, I, I do it. have one more question. I do have one more question for you before we get you out of here. Blaine May, Hollywood, mm-hmm. famous, famous man that we have on the podcast. One of our good friends growing up. He grew up with my brother and Kyler. Uh, Blaine, it's surreal to have you on the pod while you're out in L.A. living uh, living your dream and living doing all the things that you're doing out there. Give me three lessons, your three biggest lessons you've learned since you moved to L.A. Time management is definitely number one, I would say. It doesn't matter what you're doing if you, if you don't have if you don't have it managed within your schedule and if you're not sticking to something, then you're not going to, to finish anything. Uh, number two is taking care of myself. As I said, I moved out here at, at 19. I, of course, was with my you know family and whatnot before then and had kind of always leaned into that. And being independent and moving on your own, I think, is something that is healthy and beneficial for everyone, no matter what you're doing. And I think everyone should try it. Um, and number three, I would say having fun. That's kind of cliche, but if you don't enjoy what you're doing and if you're not going yeah. after what kind of lights a fire under you, then what's the point in it? What's the point in this life? Something my acting coach always says is, you know, the only thing we have to do in life is eventually one day say goodbye to it. So the time of what you're doing from now until then, it's, yeah. that's what's important. So say, say I love you to your family and friends and, and enjoy what you're doing. Do something that you're passionate about and, you know, just try and be kind to one another. You can write that down. I'm about to get that tattooed on me. That's pretty so, long. That's a long so, tattoo. That whole sentence. I want it all. <laughs> yeah. All it right. might take up the entire body. All right, Mr. Mr. May, where can we find you on socials? Where can people, where, where can people find you? Where can people follow you? Where's your content? Yeah. My main thing is Instagram and that's just Blaine May, B-L-A-I-N-E-M-A-Y-E. And uh, yeah, just hit me up, follow me on there. I have a few things getting ready to come out. The Crusades with Rudy Pankow, um, The Mental State. Uh, it's getting ready to come out super soon. And Two Shot Fiasco, James Lasson story. Can't so, wait to watch Thanks him, so huh? much, guys, for having me on here. Yep, I know they'll be as time, good, boy. if not better, than uh, your recent projects, because all you do is get better. That's all we all do is get better each and every day because we're striving for it. Thanks for the time, buddy. Yes, sir. All right, thanks, guys. Hey guys, make sure that you're following us on all of our social media. I am at jkeatno 22 Kyler's at Kyler012, and the show is at SportsBYBP, and that is all on Twitter. We post all the great polls. The OBJ landing, we'll talk about that in a little bit. We've got, we had some great polls come out of that, some good topics come out. Uh, the college football rankings, we posted our reactions there. We've done everything on Twitter. Go follow us. Go follow our family over at Blue Wire Pods. It's a great network of podcasts with Kevin Jones and company. They have some great things going on in the Wynn Casino, the podcast studio inside the casino. Go check that out if you're ever in Vegas. Uh, They have the partnership with Coors Light and a bunch of great podcasters, Chris Long, uh, the Spencers, Halo Shaughnessy, 
uh, the King Griffith Jr. pods. I mean, there's a bunch of things going on over there. Go follow at Blue Wire Hustle. That's the up and coming network of podcasts that we, Kyler and I are a part of. Definitely go give them a shout out. A bunch of great pods that are uh, up and coming over there. Then go follow uh, our family over at Unwrapped Sports. They do a bunch of uh, live streams, panels, things like that. It's a great, great organization. Uh, the family over there is fantastic. They have uh, shows on every sport imaginable. I think they're about to come out with some good uh, some good announcements in the next couple of weeks on some new shows and new things that they're working on. Then last but not least, if you are interested at all, just if, if you care any any at all about winning your fantasy football league, go follow our fantasy football expert Shane at Fantasy BYB. He gives you all of the advice for trades, uh, people to pick up off the waivers. Go follow Shane at Fantasy BYB. Kyler, with that, let's get to football. Josh, I'm so glad for that uh, that ad read every week because it reminds me to go check my fantasy team and uh, make sure I make sure I change all the buys and injury players. And uh, I keep I keep winning by just the skin of my actually nope I lost last week. Gosh dang it! I'm less than 500 now. Nobody cares about your fantasy team. Josh, OBJ landing spot. Somehow we were both right in the last episode. Okay, I'm I'm here for that. I mean, it's come out today that the two. Favorite spots have both been the the Packers and then the Patriots. And third on the list are the Saints. So, Kyler, we were all over this uh, from the get-go. The Packers, Credit us. Where's our credit, fucking hat tips? Credit BYB. Uh, you know, from the jump, I knew that Green Bay was the landing spot. That was my favorite. That was where I wanted OBJ to go. I know, but, th- I mean, just from the get-go, it was my favorite. It made the most sense, and I'm going to stick to that gun. Uh, the problem is, and from what I've seen, Green Bay has just not been as aggressive as the other teams, but they are in on OBJ. So they haven't been as aggressive. What does that mean? So they weren't, I, from how I understand it, probably, they just weren't going to pay or sign him uh, as much as he probably wanted. So that would probably be where uh, the term less aggressive is coming from. They're just not giving out as much money or offering the years. I'm never, I'm never going to talk about a man's money, but how much money will you be fucking wanting, Josh? I mean, yeah, anyways, it's, o, it's OBJ. I understand. So. I understand he has a lot of money though, um, but no Super Bowl or no playoff wins. Um, but let's just so Josh, it, it, because this episode's going to come out, you know, probably Wednesday, not Thursday morning or Thursday. You're going to listen to this maybe even Friday. Uh, we're just going to go over quick storylines from the NFL Week Nine. Uh, the Browns just absolutely blow out the Bengals, Josh. I mean. Joe Burrow just—I uh, just don't think they, they showed. The Browns just showed up and, and and beat them in every facet of the game. Yeah, they did. Uh, this one you called completely correct, and I was wrong on this one. Uh, Joe Burrow and company—they looked past the Jets last week to the Browns, but then they just got demoralized in the loss from the Jets, so they just could not could not make the rebound like the Cleveland Browns did. And I also think that the, all of the OBJ hype fueled Baker Mayfield to have his best performance of the year. And it, I, it was just a, so good. It was just a full storm for the Cincinnati Bengals and Baker Mayfield, the company just put on a complete clinic. Baker did look just fantastic. Baker looked great. Uh, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb looked fantastic. Uh, yeah. Nick Chubb always looks good. It's, yeah, I mean, Josh, name, name, name a better back in the league right now. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, for sure. Uh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Name another. <laughs> um, 
better than Nick Chubb. I, I mean, can probably could say, say Najee Harris. Yeah. Maybe. Najee's there. Yeah. I mean, bro, he's one of the best. He's one of the best running backs in the league. No, he – I mean, he really is. I mean, you could – I mean, also, you could probably say Kareem Hunt is right there with him. And that and that's that shows how fucking deadly the Browns are, especially if Baker can just complete literally one throw, man. Just just get him out there, Baker. That's Anyways. the thing. If, if Baker can play like he did against the Bengals, against these other teams, then the Browns are going to win oh the God. Super Bowl. Oh, my God. So, Josh, uh, do we want to preview next week's games real quick too, or just we want to do, put, put on uh, there? So? Well, well, let's get through um, all the headlines, gotcha. and then we'll preview Thursday Night Football. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, Browns bring blow the Bengals, the Broncos, Josh. They stunned the Cowboys, and uh, Brack, Dak, Brack, Dak Prescott said it best. We got whooped. I mean, they did that for in it. They, they came into this game, maybe, maybe a look ahead game uh, uh, at home. Josh, the, the Cowboys scored two late touchdowns to make it look better than it was. Josh, this was not 30 to 16, this was 30 to zero the whole game. Well, this was one of the few games where the Denver Broncos defense actually did what we expect them to do week in and week out, and that is hold uh, a team to not scoring very many points. Without Von Miller. Without Von Miller being traded to the Rams, uh, gave some other guys the opportunity to step up. And he did. Uh, That rookie stepped up at two sacks. He did. He played very good. Um, I I mean, we talked about it with Shane at the beginning of the year. The Broncos – uh, have one of, if not the best defenses in the league, at least the best secondary. And Kyler, you know, we say the Broncos shouldn't be anywhere with the Cowboys. The Broncos are five and four, so I mean, they're they're a plus five hundred team. Gosh, every team in the AFC West has just as good a chance to win the division. It, I mean, they really do. It is completely I, wide open. They're, they're, I'm pretty sure they're all tied. Yeah, so I mean, it, it is surprising because I do think that this is a very bad loss for the Dallas Cowboys. They needed this just to you know, keep the momentum and just move forward. I feel like it's a game that they should have won at home, but they'll have a chance to go beat up on the Falcons next week. And then all of the, you know, big figureheads will be right back on the the Dallas Cowboys and everything's okay uh, train. So it's a game you hate to lose, but you're okay to lose. Especially in the division they're in. Yeah. I mean, they're still sitting six and two. Nobody's competing with them. I mean, at all, at all, who's, Who's the closest? The Giants? It's either got to be the Giants or the the. Um... I mean, it's got to be the Giants. The Giants have to have a better record than the Eagles and the and the Washington football. Yeah, I was going to say the Eagles because they, no, dude, the Eagles are the Eagles are sneaky good. Uh, the Eagles are sitting at three and six. They're sneaky good, and though. the Giants are sitting at three and six. Exactly. Okay. The Giants, Giants, big win this weekend, uh, though, against the, against the Raiders. I think the Raiders, I mean, just an emotional, you know, a, a breaking point. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's been such a long week. It's, yeah. Move on, I, I, just, just like uh, I can't remember which coach did last week. He literally buried some game tape. Literally. I'm not sure how. But he literally, I heard that I'm part of my take. He literally buried some game tape. Um, that's what the Raiders need to do this week. Yeah, the Raiders. Uh, I hope. I hope they didn't even watch film. That was a game that, you know, you hate to lose, especially to the Giants. You know, everything that's been going on two weeks in a row, 
your coach gets fired for everything that happened there. And then the Henry Ruggs situation, uh, it is, it is very encouraging to me to see uh, Hunter Renfro get as involved yeah. as he did seven catches, 49 yards and a touchdown. Hunter Renfro is going to continue to benefit with Derek Carr. They have a great rapport other than the Darren Waller. That is going to be his top target week in and week out. Absolutely. Real quick, Sam Darnold stinks. Like bro, he like I've had cheese sit in my fridge, bro. Li- so like, listen to this. I was young one time and I had a glass of milk and I heard I was really young, like probably like six, maybe even younger than that. And I heard at school that if you let milk sit long enough, it turns into cheese. So at my grandpa, my grandparents house after school, Josh, I had a glass of milk and I, and I hit it and uh, I kind of hit it where nobody would find it. And about uh, two weeks later, I went up to it and it was cheese and Josh, it stunk exactly like Sam Darnold. Uh, Sam Darnold is not playing good at all. Everyone knows that. Uh, the coach will, was – He literally said, we can't have our quarterback just throw the ball in the air. Yeah, that's and a, now – That's a direct uh, quote. Now here's the uh, the classic, we're going to let the backup play for three weeks because our quarterback stinks move, and that is putting him on IR for an incomplete fracture in his shoulder. I don't even know what an incomplete fracture means. <laughs> That means a fracture that had just hasn't happened yet. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, we're anticipating if he keeps this up, he will have a broken shoulder. So we're going to put in PJ Walker. Matt Rule was quoted by saying, uh, "PJ is here because I believe in him." So well, he, PJ uh, Walker coming in. I think actually, Josh, that means that if he keeps playing, Matt Rule is going to break his shoulder. <laughs> Matt Rule is going to be the one to break his shoulder. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, he st- he 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 stinks. Um, everybody, it might just be it might my, Bill Belichick might just have his number. Who knows? But uh, move, well, moving Bill on. Belichick definitely has his number. Uh, but we can go to TikTok. Oh brother, this guy stinks. I was gonna talk about Bills Jags. Bills Jags. Okay. Upset of the week, right? Had to be. Had to be. I mean, Josh Allen two picks. Josh Allen on Josh Allen uh, violence all day long. Uh, Josh Allen with a strip sack, the fumble recovery, two sacks, an interception. That Josh he made Allen was fantastic. Josh Allen beat Josh Allen. That pick, that pick he made was better than. I don't want to say better than any play Josh, the other Josh Allen has made this year. Well, that's definitely but it's not a, it, true. It's up there. It is, I mean, Josh Allen's had some phenomenal plays. I mean. We can't just go hating on Josh yeah, Allen. But, he's had but, a little but bit he's, of a skid, but he's had he's had more opportunities to make amazing plays, though. Uh, he's got the he's got the ball in his hands every possession. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you're right there, but I mean, Josh Allen plays defense every time, so I mean, he has just as much opportunity to go out and make plays him. happen. When Josh Allen hurdled that guy in the Kansas City game, that was one of the oh. best quarterback plays I've seen all year. Here's another thing. I don't. I don't know which game. I don't even think this happened in this game. But another thing. I think it happened in the Cardinals 49ers game. Which I mean, shout out to the Cardinals. They look damn good. I mean, Colt McCoy just coming in and Josh. What was he? Twenty four for twenty six, something like that. I, I mean, just uh, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury looked like he was about to give him a blowjob in the locker room after that. He was so happy for him. But uh, what were we talking about? Uh, the Jaguars and the Bills. Oh, quarterback plays. You said this happened oh, in the Cardinals Oh, this is what game. I was talking about. 
Josh, how does it not happen more often where these athletes running with the ball are being chased by these other athletes at 30 miles an hour, 25 miles an hour, lunging at them, helmet first? How does the ball not come out more often? Uh, that's called grip strength, your your arm strength. You know, yeah, you're holding on to that ball for dear life. Still, though, man, that's insane. It's it's crazy it doesn't happen, happen more. But uh, I, like always, I, I agree with that, though, because I'm always watching the game, and I'm like, oh, that ball's coming out. And then the guy just holds on to it just like this. He doesn't even move his arm. He just holds it like this, and the ball never moves. Bro, Jimmy Garoppolo throws so many hospital passes. <laughs> it's, he does. It's insane, dude. Like it's it's horrible. It is horrible. Um, Jordan Love, Jordan Love is awful. Um, the Chiefs are awful. The Chief, Jordan Love should have beat the Chiefs. Jordan Love, Jordan Love's parents should have been celebrating so hard they should have fallen off the top of that stadium that the Chiefs put them in out of spite. Uh, you know what would have helped uh, Jordan Love beat the Chiefs? What's that? OBJ. Ooh. Uh, but, I mean, Jordan Love, I'm not going to say Jordan Love is terrible. Jordan Love did not look good Gosh, at this game, obviously. What does he need? What, what more does jo- what Color, more does Jordan many, Love need? How many games has Jordan Love started in the NFL? I get it, Josh, but he's been there for a minute. I mean, yeah, playing against the second string, that's nothing like – I guess it is Kansas City defense, so it's not that Ooh. different. But, I mean, okay, let's look at the numbers. I get it. Watching the game, the eye test did not look good. He he did not have it there. The offense had very hard time moving the ball. He didn't score uh, in the fourth quarter. Okay, he, God, didn't, the, he didn't put his team in scoring position until the fourth quarter. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers close has your ears, such – What? I said close your ears, Cole. Yeah, here's the problem. No, Cole will agree. I, if I had Cole on the show, I'd say right in front of him, and he would say, oh, "He's listening." He's right. listening. So Aaron Rodgers has a great rapport with Devonte Adams, Randall Cobb, and maybe even a guy like MVS. You know, I mean, AJ Dillon was involved. You know, a lot more in the passing game this time. But Randall Cobb and Devonte Adams, those are those are Aaron Rodgers' dudes. Randall Cobb is not an amazing wide receiver. This no. Green Bay Packers team is not loaded full of weapons. And Aaron Jones only getting 12 carries is a disgrace, by the way. Even if you are down to the Chiefs, I mean, 7-13 to 13, the final score, Gosh, I mean, you've got to does, run the football. Gosh, at worst case, you're down 13-0 to zero at half. Like, that's what you're, you're down. You're down 13-0 at half. Give us a fuck if you run the ball. Like you yeah, have literally, you have two more quarters. Yeah, and I mean Jordan Love looked the best out of the play action passes, and I mean that's what they should have been doing: run the football and then oh. get Jordan Love in play action pass. I think they did it six times out of the whole game. Uh, but that, I mean, but what I'm saying is that the Green Bay Packers just don't have weapons. Like Randall Cobb is a weapon because of Aaron Rodgers and his rapport. That's the only reason that Randall Cobb is still a weapon. If Randall Cobb was on any other team. He would not have gotten this. He would not be getting this kind of production. Yeah, I'd, you just can't make me believe that. Aaron Rodgers believes in Randall Cobb, and they're such good friends. That's why he's playing this. He stinks, Josh. Jordan Love does not stink. He is the future of the Green Bay Packers. Closed, by the way, folks, for you uh, audio people out there. 
But uh, last thing on the list, uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's back this week, huh? Uh, I think so. Yeah. So you want to talk about the no the the ruling that came out, Caller? Uh, I called this on the show. I was uh, I was exactly right. The Green Bay Packers knew all along what Aaron Rodgers was up to. Yeah, he was uh, allergic, and they and they just gave and they just let him have it, and that's why they got the big fine, and Aaron Rodgers got a smaller one. So I mean that it just shows Aaron Rodgers at the at the end of the day that go that falls onto the organization that is paying his paycheck. They should have been the ones to take that up and make sure that he was following the league rules. If he wasn't actually vaccinated, they should have been making sure that he was following proper procedure and they're reporting that he was. So this is on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you have to do better as an organization. Yep. I, I completely agree with that. Uh, oh, but, uh, I do have one game to talk about. Okay. Uh, the uh, Ravens Vikings yeah, game. I knew you wanted to bring, I knew you wanted to talk about your guy. Yeah, I had to. Uh, and Kelly, I'm not even going to start with Lamar Jackson. You know who I'm going to start with? Who's that? Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman, Kyler, immediately plugged into the lineup after starting on IR, has made an immediate impact, and he just keeps looking better and better every game. And Kyler, this was a game that the Ravens should have lost. The The Minnesota Vikings actually refused Dude. to win football games, I think. What are they, three and six? Three and five. Josh, they could very Josh that yeah, it could be very easily flipped. They if not a better record than that. Yeah, so easy. They just refuse to win close football games. And the Ravens, I don't know the stat, but I'm going to assume that they are leading the league this year in fourth quarter comeback wins. Because every time I turn on a Ravens game in the fourth quarter, I mean I've already been watching it, but every time it's the fourth quarter, we're usually losing and have to come back with Lamar Jackson throwing or running in a touchdown or two. Okay. And one of the uh, best touchdowns of the game, Le'Veon Bell turning back the clock, getting in the end zone, no. patient running by Lev Bell. Well, one of the best touchdowns of the weekend was our boy uh, Adrian Peterson getting again, huh? Adrian Peterson hitting pay dirt. Love to see that. Josh, I got a little quiz for you. I'm not sure how much how much we got left uh, before the Thursday night football. How many quarterbacks are currently in the top 30 in rushing yards? Okay, uh, top 30, I've got Lamar, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, um, Kyler, Jalen, Lamar, not Josh Allen. I mean, maybe – I don't want to say that. I'll get roasted. But I'll say Daniel Jones may be in the top 30. Um, I don't know what other quarterbacks run. I'm just drawing a blank, I guess. I know it's not Kirk Cousins, not Brady, not Rodgers. So, Josh, yeah. it's, ac- it's actually going to be two two quarterbacks. Okay, was it three? Was it two of the three I named? So, at number six, you got Lamar Jackson. He's already uh, eclipsed 600 rushing yards this season on 97 attempts, which is absurd. And then you have Mr. Jalen Hurts sitting at 13, 494 rushing yards on 83 attempts. Well, how far is Kyler Murray down the list? I'm not seeing him. Oh, wow. He's pretty far down there, huh? And uh, Josh Allen is actually 31st. Okay. I thought after last week that uh, may not have been the case, but okay. Well, I guess Kyler Murray is. Uh, Daniel Jones uh, is 47th, 258. See, I wasn't too far off. I knew Daniel Jones had been running the ball a little bit. The Kyler Murray didn't play, though, last week. So I guess he's missing a game. He's probably had a buy, a buy already. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. 
But I mean, yeah, he's always involved in the run game. Kyler Murray is always going to run. But I feel like he, yeah, I feel like he I, throws I, on the run a lot more than he actually runs, though. I got two, I got two out of the I got the two, so I'll, I'll be happy with that. I guess four names and got two. Jalen Hurts, though, I mean, how impressive is it that Jalen Hurts is thirteenth right now in rushing? That is very impressive. I mean, I just and I say it week in and week out. I just don't understand what Philly fans are just complaining every game about Jalen Hurts. I mean, I get it; he's not Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, but he's a very serviceable quarterback who runs and gets first downs and makes big plays. I don't, I don't understand all the hate he gets. Well, they're finally running the right offense with him, not making him throw 40 passes a game. They're letting him throw 17 passes a game and run the rest of the time and hand the ball off, and that's what's working. And you love to see it, but uh, Josh, that's, that's because all- they don't have that's because they don't have Miles Sanders leading the backfield. They're throwing in Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. Oh shit, Josh, we completely forgot to talk about college football. Oh yeah, well we've got the playoff rankings and we've got some some scores from the games. I haven't seen the playoff rankings. Uh, football playoff ranking scholar got a little interesting. Um, OU did not move at all. Still sitting Dang. at number eight. Still sitting at number eight. Uh, let me pull this up here. Uh, there is a new top four. Uh, number four right was, now, yeah. Okay. Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, Michigan State, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State is a top ten. So uh, Michigan is back over Michigan State in the college football playoff rankings, even though Michigan State has the head-to-head win over Michigan, which I think is hilarious. And then you have, uh, yeah, Oregon over Ohio State, which is also kind of funny. Um, Oregon beat Ohio State at Ohio State. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So that one makes sense. I had it flipped in my notes. Michigan being number six, Josh, is literally like – it, it makes less sense than anything I've ever read in my life. It's like yeah. it's as if I'm reading Mandarin right now. Kyler, I think the big question here is, do we legitimately think that Cincinnati has a chance to get into the playoffs? Do we legitimately think that they just put these out to make people like tweet about them? I think they do it for the ratings on Tuesday nights because they have the whole show, and I think they just do that so people pay for ESPN Plus and they get on ESPN and they watch – this happened live. I think that's literally the only reason that these come out. And Josh, you, you called me today and you asked me a question about, uh, uh, about a team that I was actually going to bring up on this podcast tonight. And that is uh, a close, very close a team, very close to both of our hearts and a team that we talked about earlier in this program, the Oklahoma state Cowboys. And uh, you asked me, you know, what, what was the question you asked me? If, if Oklahoma state wins out all of their games, if they completely win out, is there a pathway for them to make it into the college football playoffs. And Josh, Oklahoma State is the most underrated team in this country. So they've lost one game and it was to an absolute hosing, hosing of a call. I mean, just so so ironically, it has to be to Iowa State again. And of course, Josh, I'm not going to be surprised at all if we went out and get ranked number five because of a loss of, of – because we got hosed by the refs to Iowa State, I would not be surprised at all because that's that's just destiny 10 years later playing out. Yeah, but I mean, it, it would make complete to, sense. And I'm sorry, I didn't answer your question, Josh. Yes, if Oklahoma State wins out, they are in the playoffs. Okay, so what happens if Oklahoma State wins out through the season, they beat OU in Bedlam, and then they lose to OU in the Big 12 championship? 
Oklahoma State. Oklahoma is in the playoffs. Unless Oklahoma loses this week to Baylor. I mean, Josh, they have Iowa State the next week. Okay, what if you flip that? What if OU beats OSU in Bedlam and then OSU beats OU in the Big 12 championship? It would have to be some chaos up top, Josh. Yeah, I mean, so really what? one of the Oklahoma teams have to win out in order for them to make the playoffs. And Josh, I think I told you on here, if, uh, if uh, for, every, for every team that gets into the conference, for each team that gets into the playoff, the conference gets what, a million dollars, 750,000, something like that. You said it was a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Um, I will say that I think I truly believe that Oklahoma State has the second best defense in the country, right behind Georgia. I don't want to say there's a best and interesting in making sure that one of these teams gets in, but I think there is. Yeah, Alabama still sitting at two. Uh, still blows my mind. Going into Bedlam, these teams are Oklahoma is going to be undefeated, and Oklahoma State's going to have one loss. The winner of the shit. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be tough, Josh. I mean. I think Oklahoma State needs to win every single game. Yeah, I think I they can. Too. And uh, the fact that Michigan is ahead of Michigan State, Josh, I'm still trying to figure that. Like, it, it's literally like it's it's turning different languages. Like, uh, it's turning it's turning into Portuguese now. Like, Josh, I don't get it. I know it, it makes no sense. I, I really don't understand it. And Alabama's too, Josh. Alabama did nothing this week but prove how beatable they were. Yeah, they and LSU should have won that game. Sure. They're playing they are playing for each other. And that is it's super impressive what LSU is doing, to be honest. I mean, uh, they're definitely not playing for uh Ed Orjon, so fuck that narrative, whoever whoever's talking about that. That that's not what they're doing. They're playing for each other, they're playing to get drafted because they're all D one athletes and they're all could be playing on Sunday. That's a phenomenal team they got down there. Uh but this week, Josh, Alabama's going to get tested. At, um, I'm, yeah, I think they've got a t- tough game this week. But Georgia, for sure. We're going to, Josh, Georgia's defense is absolutely for real. They've got Tennessee this week at Tennessee, I believe. Josh Heupel, I may can put, put some points on the board, Josh. And Georgia can shut them out, keep them below, you know, 14, 15, 17 points. We're a, this country's in some trouble. Uh, Alabama will not get tested this weekend, but um, they're playing New Mexico State. Oh, shit. New Mexico State is one and eight. Uh, But Georgia absolutely is going to get tested against Tennessee. That team knows how to score points, so we're going to get to see how for real Georgia's defense is against a Tennessee team that can light up the scoreboard on any given Saturday or Friday. So I'm still going to pick Georgia all day long, but uh, we will get to see truly how good this defense is under Kirby Smart. And they are going to be missing one of their uh, key defensive players. And Adam oh. Anderson, I think is how his yeah, name is. Yeah, I, I did see that. I didn't forget his name, though. Um, Josh, I will tell you, though, this uh, bit, I mean, this is horrible news for Ohio State fans. This Saturday um, at 2.30 on ABC, they will be playing the Purdue Spoilermakers. Did Purdue end up winning last week? Yep. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, they did. How is Michigan State still so high after a loss to Purdue, Kyler? Well, Josh, Purdue's number 12, they're 19 in the country now. Oh, that just makes me sick. Josh, if Purdue does this again, I mean, my goodness. I mean, I mean, 
this uh, uh, the, the stat is, you know, they've beaten like nine of the top of, of nine teams ranked in the top two. And last week they beat a number three team. Now if they beat a number four team, that's absurd. But here's Ohio State's next three games. And these are all, this is before the conference championship. Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan. Ooh, that's, <laughs> that is a brutal stretch of football. And here's Michigan's next three games, Penn State, Maryland, uh, Ohio State. That is also not a very good stretch of football. Ohio, uh, Penn State definitely plays a, a tough brand of football, so we'll have to see how they fare. Let's check out Michigan State's schedule. I mean, I, it's definitely good. That, Josh, I just think all these teams are all going to beat up on each other in the Big Ten. And, uh, yeah, Michigan State has Maryland, Ohio State, and Penn State. So they could definitely lose at least – one, maybe two of those. Yeah, so, I mean, that's going to take out at least one of these teams from the top of the college football playoffs if they have two losses, right? Definitely. It's going to leave Oregon there. It's going to open the door for – Josh, you got to – I mean, it's going to open the door for the Big 12 champion. Or, I mean, Josh, you even got to look at Wake Forest. I mean, if they if they run the table, if they beat – if they if they end up beating – uh Clemson in the ACC championship, or, or I mean, whoever they play in the ACC. So they play uh, NC State this week. That'll be a tough task. Clemson the next week. I mean, don't write Clemson off. I mean, they're still a tough team, and they're as well coached as anybody in the conference. They're five and two. Overall, they're six and three. Don't write Clemson off. NC State is no joke either, Josh. They're four and one in the conference, seven and two overall. So Wake Forest, I mean, they've got tough, te- tough tests on their hands this week. Their tough, their strength of schedule is, I mean, it's formidable. I mean, the ACC is weak, but I mean, they're they're winning these games in in shootouts, in battles. They are, and that's what I mean. That's what makes some of these teams pretty scary. Is whenever you start looking, we get the weekend, the every week we get a little bit further into the college football playoff race, and at the top. I mean, it just gets scarier and scarier with the teams at top. But, I mean, out of all of the years in the past decade, Kyler, this might be the one year where if we had a 12-team playoff, oh. I legit think that all 12 teams have a shot to win the championship. This is the fucking year to do it, Josh. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, the the, the talent is so spread out. The teams are so spread. You have 12 teams that I would love to watch in the playoffs. Coming right off the pandemic – Everybody's like, bro. Every every rating of every sport is up. Yep. Do a been fucking twelve team playoff. At least, I mean, expanded. I mean, at least to eight. At I least to eight. Josh. But I yeah, you, I mean, you've got to make it. Got to make it bigger. Got to make it bigger. Josh, that's all I got today. I don't want to rant anymore well, about this. Well, yeah, let's go. Uh, let's get to the Thursday night football game. Yep. Uh, great, uh, great Thursday night game for me. Uh, we're going to see the Ravens and the Dolphins battling it out. By battling it out, I swear to God, there better not be a battle. Uh, the Ravens better come out and just win this game. Well, some storms, uh, some storms down in Florida. Oh, it's storm- well. That all we do is run the football. Very true. I mean, we, Lamar doesn't have to throw. I mean, he he's oh. gotten a lot better this year of you know getting involved in the passing game, and you know we've been he's been throwing the ball a lot more. But the Ravens are a run first team. We'll just run the ball all day. Here's a question for you, Josh. If Lamar Jack, if the game plan was for Lamar Jackson to break the single game rushing record, would he do it? If it was the game, yeah. If it was the game plan, for sure. If if the entire team said, "Okay, Lamar," yep. Well, wait, in, what in is the, the locker room, in the locker room, they said, "You you need to run." 
the the record is 292 yards. 292, man, that's a lot of yards. 296 from AD. Yeah, I watched that game. I'm pretty sure it was like on Thanksgiving or on Christmas. It was right around the holidays. November 4th, it was right around Thanksgiving. Wow, Uh, that's a lot of yards. I don't know. That is a ton of yards. You think you do? I mean, if anyone could do it, well, I say anyone. I think two people come to mind. That's Derek Henry and Lamar Jackson. Two completely different running styles. But yeah, Lamar. I, don't, I think I would, could do it. I don't think. I don't think Derek Henry could do it. I think he's too you know? big. No, I think he's too big. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely think Lamar could, especially from all the touches that he would get. Uh, Kyler, do you know who is in ninth place in single seat, single game uh, yards? Oh, no, this is not right. This is single season. No, single game, yeah. You know who's number nine? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, say the stat again. Single – sorry, single game rushing yards. Single game rushing yards. Who is seventh? Ninth. Ninth. This is, this is an average. It's a, it's a current player. So, I'm, I'm saying, like, is it like is the number an average or is it total? No, this is in one game. Oh, so like AD's leading at 296. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. So who's ninth on that list? Yeah. So what's the number? 253. Holy hell. Derrick Henry. Jonathan Taylor. Wow. This was January 3rd, 2021 against the – oh, where'd it go? This was January 3rd, 2021 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's you know who's leading the NFL in rushing right now? Jonathan Taylor. Yes, sir. I mean, this man is legit. Uh, Derrick Henry, all the way, he's got two in the top 20, 13 and 19. He's got 250 and 238. Yeah, 250 is a lot of yards, man. He just falls so hard. He does fall hard. He's just so big, man. He's just so big. But uh, back to your game, Josh. Uh, Marquise Brown, he's dropped Hollywood, right? He doesn't like Hollywood anymore. No, I I have not heard that. That's nope, news to me. I, I've heard that from from various sources. He's 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 Marquise Brown. Okay, Marquise Brown. It is. I'm 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 good with that. Gosh, we can go to tickets as low as sixty dollars right now in my uh, Hard Rock. But uh, Lamar Jackson, of course, against Jacoby Brissett. Josh, the line is seven and a half. You know, I'm going to say the same thing I said last week. Baltimore lo- loves to play in close games. But after the battle with uh, with Minnesota, I think they come out and I think they beat Miami handily. I will I will be taking minus seven and a half from the Baltimore Ravens. And that's – and listen, as biased as I am, I called it last week when I said they were not going to win by more than five and a half. I told you guys, money line, uh, money line, Ravens, Plus five and a half Vikings absolutely cashed. That was the, that was the play to make uh, this week. Ravens are going to come out, throw the hammer down. Minus seven and a half. Mm. Seven and a half. That's a lot of points, Josh. Jacoby Brissett. He likes to play in close games. I think. Uh, I think. Oh, uh, Beefle might be. Is he coaching for his job? No, no, definitely not. Two has been hurt all year. No, she's two and seven. You're playing with Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett's going to win you football games. Come on. I mean, he's serviceable. To who? 
Josh, I mean, they haven't been good though. Like they've been they've been situationally bad as well this season. Yeah, I still don't think he's coaching for his job, at least not yet. Maybe maybe week 11, 12, something like that, but no, definitely not yet. What's they're giving it they had to be 2 and 9 for him to be coaching for his job? Well, I think they're just giving him some leniency because of two uh I mean, the, the wide receivers have been hurt. I mean, they've they've gotten hit hard with injury bug. Well, in two weeks, Josh, they're going to be two and nine. Who are they playing next week? Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, they're playing the Jets. <laughs> uh, the uh, they're playing, playing the Jets. Well, they could win that game. They should win that game on ten days rest. You'd hope so. Yeah, uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm going to be hammering the sixty-three and a half yard over for the rushing yards. Okay. What about the over? Uh, the over for the game is sitting at 46 and a half. Yep. Ooh. Um, have the Dolphins even been scoring points? Let me look at the Dolphins. Because I feel like they have not been scoring points. I think they've been moving the ball at all, man. Yeah, that's kind of what I was worried about. I don't – I mean, I think the Ravens could score some points. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable with the over at all. I mean, I think I think the score – is going to be 10 to 24. So does that hit the over <laughs> 10 no, to 28? <laughs> <laughs> might want to tease that down. <laughs> yeah. 10 to 28 is what I have uh, in that game. So yeah, no faith in Miami. I think Gasecki gets a touchdown and uh, Lamar Jackson runs all over the team. I'm going to agree with you, Josh. I'm going to stay away from this game. I don't, I, I don't trust really either of these teams right now, especially at this part in the season. We're, we're really like the middle part of the season or what used to be the middle part. Everybody's confused on what the middle part of the season is. So everyone's just kind of – I think they're kind of lackadaisical for a, for a lack of a better word. Uh, but that's pretty much all I got for today's episode, Josh. Uh, when's our next one? I'll be putting the next episode out Friday to give you guys the BYB parlay for the weekend that will not miss. Although Kyler might be out of money by then from all the yeah. bets that we made on this show. Uh, we will give the parlay. Oh, just an update last week's parlay for the first time. I hit both of my legs. Uh, Old Miss covered nine and a half and Arizona won the money line. So I did cover both my legs for the first time in the four weeks that we've been doing the BYB parlay. And if you want to cash at me, just, just DM me. I need help. <laughs> all right next episode we will be getting the parlay and all of our other great bets that we always put down Kyler, what a great episode look yep. forward to talking to you on friday yep sounds good buddy see you then